0: The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to a Victory Monday episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh and I am joined by my friend and co-host Alex of the New York Giants, 20 Washington Commanders, 12. We come to you around noon on Monday after a five to six hour night's sleep, but it was a good sleep, I'll tell you that much, because the Giants took the victory and they win against one of their biggest rivals of the entire NFL, if not the NFC East, Um, the Giants now go to four and two at home. Their record on the season eight five and one. They are now just over a ninety percent chance uh, away from being in the NFL playoffs. They now take over the second spot in the NFC Wild Card, only behind the Dallas Cowboys, who actually lost this week to the Jacksonville Jaguars in overtime. But that doesn't matter. We're going to talk about this game. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Huge, huge win for the Giants. It's obviously the next morning
1: here uh, after the game. Couldn't, you know, bring ourselves to record at midnight or whatever it was. Um, But, yeah, the emotions are running high still for me. Uh, Really, really happy with this huge win. You mentioned the Cowboys lost. They did lose, but they still clinched the playoffs yesterday, I believe, anyway. Um, Yeah, with the Giants' win. They were Giants fans last night in case anyone was interested in that. But anyway, no one cares about the Cowboys. Who cares about them? The Giants uh, are on a good path now towards possibly making the playoffs. A huge game, huge win. Came down to the wire at the end. Uh, definitely some controversy uh, that, you know, the national media is covering one side of it and not so much the other side of it. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll not worry about that right now. I would say that I think the the key player in this game is going to be Kayvon Thibodeau. They're, he's the only guy you're going to talk about, uh, you know, in terms of who really made or break this game, uh, made or break, made or broke really would be the proper way to say it. But um, he obviously had that fumble, uh, pay, uh, fumble sack, uh, touchdown, however, whatever order you want to say it, sack, then fumble, then recovery, then touchdown. Uh, and he was just a beast. Had 12 tackles on the day, um, and it was just an insane performance from Kayvon Thibodeau. It felt like he was all over the place in the run game, pass rushing, you know, pressures, QB hits. He was just everywhere, uh, and it was just really, really good to see a Giants pass rush that was so effective. Um, you know, at getting to the quarterback. At many of times, we were only rushing four guys, but. When those four guys are, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz O'Jolari, Leonard Williams, and Dexter Lawrence, those guys are a scary defensive front. Uh, and it was just really, really fun to see them uh, go to work. Uh, granted, not against the best O-line, but a decent O-line uh, that the Washington Commanders do have. So it, it was a lot of fun to watch those guys go at it. Secondary, not so much. I'm sure Josh going to touch on that later. Um, but that that front, the front four, very good. Linebackers, eh. Uh, and secondary, just you just gotta cover your eyes. Um, but hopefully we'll have some guys back uh, soon. Uh, and that being Adoree Jackson and Xavier McKinney, who definitely could have helped uh, the Giants in this game on two you know pretty key plays. Um, but yeah, offense moved well. Uh, not a very aggressive offense. Not a lot of shots taken down the field. Actually, no shots taken down the field. Um, there was a lot of emphasis on taking uh, um, bringing Saquon Barkley into the run game uh, into the passing game. Excuse me. Uh, you know Barkley also struggled a bit in the run game in the first half got into that fourth quarter that final Giants offensive drive took it down got three huge first downs in a row uh, and he was doing some tough running there in the fourth quarter that really won the Giants this game uh, and then the, in the receiving room you know Richie James Isaiah Hodgins you know they stepped up as well uh, you know when needed on some crucial you know second and third and longs so overall they Giants did what they had to do to get this win uh, was it pretty at times? No. Uh, but the only thing that matters is that they're now 8, 5, and 1.
0: Yeah, and Alex uh, did the duties of already kind of starting what we now uh, have begun here on our recap episodes. If you're new, um, you know, we've kind of morphed into doing this kind of formatting for our recap episode. We didn't do it last week because that was just like an all out. Not really much to say, type of thing, but we're back to the system now, uh, which is where we. Granted, don't. I
1: don't comply to the format. I'm always.
0: Absolutely going all over not. The place. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was a full game summary. I shouted out whoever the hell I think I should have for four straight minutes, but whatever. I'm, I was trying to give you credit saying you at least started it, but you went all over the place. It's okay, though. Uh, so, what I like to do uh, in the format for this podcast, for the recap episodes, is um, obviously going through the offensive. Uh, side of the ball first then we go to the defensive side of the ball uh, with positives for guys shouting out names uh, and then we do the same for the negatives because even during wins there's always going to be stuff uh, that does not go well and players that don't do great so that we cover offensive defense again but just in the negative category uh, which we will do the same tonight after that point we like to call out specific plays, instances that happen during the game if we haven't already, and kind of address those. I'm sure what Alex mentioned, the final play of the game, that'll be the last thing we cover. But we can also talk about um, examples that happened, like what I believe was uh, Jahan Dotson's deep ball catch, where if we had maybe Xavier McKinney out there, it could have been different, that i also like to save uh, for later in the episode, as well as... um, Oh, there was, there was one more thing. Maybe that cave on Thibodeau's ship sack. Uh, but there is another play that I was um, trying to remember, uh, thinking about. Dexter Lawrence fumble? Or, you know, force fumble? No, actually. I was No,
1: but that, that's another play to talk about. That,
0: that could be <laughs> another play to talk about. There was, there was one, maybe. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go. Maybe I'll remember. Uh, but let's start out with the positives for this New York Giants team as we do every single time we do this, we have to go through the quarterback, whether it is a positive or negative. I mean, if it's a negative, we'll talk about him later, but I would say Daniel Jones was a positive in this one. Another, you know, average short of performance from the guy, although he did run the ball pretty well with 10 carries for 35 yards. He's been uh, a high carrying quarterback for this Giants team so far this season, as we know, and as many NFL um, people in the media have been saying as the broadcasters were last night as well in the passing game, Jones went uh, Jones went twenty-one for thirty-two with 160 yards, is about five yards per every throw. He had no touchdowns, running or passing. Uh, that is because the Giants only scored twenty points. And one of those coming from Kayvon Thibodeau, one of those coming from uh, the other touchdown coming from Saquon Barkley. And I think that was it, right? The Giants only scored two touchdowns in this game, besides yeah. that it was field. Two, goals. F- two fifty yarders from Graham Gano, the goat Gano. Graham, the Goat uh indeed. And then moving on now, Saquon Barkley. Alex already talked about him a little bit. 18 carries, 87 yards, about five yards carry. Had that touchdown I just mentioned. Barkley, like you said, Alex, uh, in that late fourth quarter drive to seal the win, it was all him. And he knew it was him. He wanted it to be him. He's a captain. He's a leader in the locker room, in and out of the locker room, I guess you could say. And... Yeah, Barkley just kept his nose down, pounded the ball, was juking people out, was putting people on the ground, ankle breakers like you see in basketball with a crossover, uh, which led Sterling Shepard and the Giants' sideline to absolutely go crazy uh, as Saquon Barkley ran into the sideline at the end of the play when he got out of bounds. But, you know, Saquon Barkley, although he didn't have over 100 yards, he was on it for most of the night, although there were some still – carries but that's just what you know when you get a bunch of handoffs as a running back there's going to be some where you get stuffed and it is what it is because the defense might project that they're going to do that and they get it right um Besides that, though, I really give praise to Saquon Barkley, especially as he, get it. he won us this game uh, because these NFC battles are always low scoring from what it seems like these past few years. They always go down to the wire. It's always one drive that really defines it. And it was the Giants having the opportunity to win the game as long as they held on to the ball, ran the ball well, chewed the clock. And Saquon Barkley was able to do that with, what, three first down and three plays? That was absolutely insane, that little drive he went on. So a great job by Saquon Barkley. Um, We now go to the wide receivers, which, Alex, I mean, you already mentioned, and I need to take a break because uh, my voice, as you cannot already tell, is getting a little bit down in the dump. So I'm going to take a sip of water. You continue with me through the wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, the wide receivers, obviously uh, the weakest position, I'd say, on this
1: Giants team, uh, arguably, uh, you know, not a lot of, you know quote unquote talent there uh but there ha- there was a lot of productive guys um for the Giants in this Sunday night primetime showdown. Richie James had multiple first down catches was really really important for the Giants uh and he was kind of acting as that number one receiver it felt like at times. Hodgins had a few good catches as well. Uh he went 4 for 37. James was 4 for 42. Um and then Darius Slayton didn't have the biggest of nights. Uh, it definitely was used kind of on those first down, first and ten, and then kind of like a quick pass a type alternative to just handing it off to Saquon Barkley, and there was times where he'd get five, six, seven yards on those first downs, and now you're setting yourself up for a second and manageable, and hopefully a, you know, no third down or a very short third down. So I think those plays, you know, while he only got 4.4, uh, just under five yards uh, a catch, it still made a big difference. Uh, at the end of the day, and Saquon Barkley also had five receptions for 33 yards, uh, and he had a day in the receiving game. Daniel Bellinger didn't have a great day. Um, He had only one reception for four yards, had a pretty bad-ish drop. Uh, Ball was a little bit behind him on the third down, um, but he was unable to bring it in. Uh, And then Matt Breida uh, had one reception as well out of the backfield. Didn't see a lot of Breida, saw no Brightwell uh, for the offense. It was pretty much all Saquon Barkley, um, you know, used in the running and passing game from the running back position. But I I think overall that pretty much talks about all the skill position players. I'll talk about the O-line real quick. I thought Andrew Thomas was pretty good. Um, You know, Evan Neal struggled uh, again quite a bit. Uh, Montez Sweat is definitely no guy to mess around with you know we're not going to pretend like he's not an elite edge rusher uh, in the NFL had a couple of false starts overall I thought Neil held his own ish Uh, he didn't do anything too bad Uh, I believe he only gave up did he even give up a sack maybe it was one sack uh, on Montez Sweat I do believe he gave up one Um, but yeah most of that pressure came from that right hand side uh, with Montez Sweat Um, and then overall the interior guys really stepped up to be honest Feliciano had one, you know, bad run blocking play, but besides that, I thought him uh, Bredesen was solid in his return from IR, and Glowinski actually had a pretty good game as well. Uh, you know, don't want to forget about those O line guys who I kind of feel like uh, we tend to forget, uh, and especially in that fourth quarter and that final drive on offense, those guys really stepped up uh, and helped Saquon Barkley by creating those big holes.
0: Yeah, might not be credited as a sack. I just looked for the Washington defense and they didn't have a sack registered under their stats, but they did have one or two tackles for loss. So maybe it was registered as a tackle for loss. Um, but I definitely do remember uh, one of the defensive linemen, maybe it was Sweat, getting around Evan Neal uh, and getting to the quarterback or whoever was back there. So there was definitely a loss generated by Neal. And once again, another week uh, where a couple of those penalties uh, come in mind. I think it's... It's his rookie year again. You know, we have to let him develop. Look what Andrew Thomas did after a year of development. Now we know he's one of the best, uh, you know, offensive tackles. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the best offensive tackles in the NFL. Although Note that we are both still sick, so we're still trying. <laughs> we're
1: trying our best here.
0: Yeah, we are We are still sick, which you mentioned last episode. But I'm try, trying not to have a cough. It's, it's like sneaking on my throat. I feel it. Uh, but anyway... Alex, I did know you mentioned though uh, you got for your birthday, which is in early November, uh, an Neil. No, sorry, an Andrew Thomas jersey. And of course, after that point, he still. I mean, don't get me wrong. He had a good game last night, uh, but from early in the season, he was dominant, the best offensive tackle in the NFL. And I feel like ever since you've gotten that jersey and you've even mentioned it to me, ever since you got it's it, a for birthday, it's a curse. It's a curse. Ever since you got it for your birthday, it's been like. Three bad games in a row, and then I think this one, which was like just mediocre, is it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think that was it. Maybe like a John Feliciano call too. I think he had a false start. Yeah, something. but Evan Neal, I think it's really apparent to we need to get. I him. think he's improving though. I would say Neal's improving. He, needs he didn't to give get up a ad- sack,
1: obviously, which is good.
0: <laughs> yeah, he needs to get adjusted to the snap count. I don't know if that's the issue or if it's just him getting nervous on the offensive line with sweat across from him. But whatever it is, the false starts have been frequent. I mean, they've been a current. It's not like this is like a, whoa, once in a blue moon issue. Why is he jumping? This is like at least two or three times every few games. Um, So it's something that, you know, we we need to note and hopefully he can fix, whether it's this season or next season during the offseason, he makes the change. The transition needs to come, though. The penalties need to stop uh, because we had one of those guys named uh, Eric Flowers, if you remember, an old first-round pick, right? First-round pick, I want to say he was, for the Giants uh, in 2014, 2015. Um, one, maybe 2014 was the year. Uh, I want to say it was 15 because wasn't Eli
1: or maybe Eli Apples 15.
0: I don't remember. Whatever look it was, it up, but, we yeah, know what happened with Eric Flowers after two or three years. He was gone. So it is what it is. And, uh, now let's move on to the defensive positives. I mean, the guy is already known. We've talked about him probably two or three times on this episode. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, Kayvon Himido. What do you think of that one? See, that's my humor, Alex. Alex is coming out here making the dullest jokes about people's names. You know, I go out here, I do a little, I do a little twist on words, uh, but, yeah, he was him last night, and that's what I tweeted. 12 tackles, 9 solo, uh, 1 sack, 3 tackles for loss, and obviously the scoop and score. Jalen Smith was the middle linebacker for the Giants last night, as he's been throughout the season. And But, you know, actually, you know what's different? Um, looking towards this game, the Giants played very well defensively, obviously, only allowing 12 points. I don't know if you were seeing this, Alex, but there were different looks, different packages that were getting thrown out there this time by Wink. He was putting, uh, recently elevated from the practice squad, Jabril Peppers. What? I'm thinking of the other safety. The other other 21. Other Other 21. 21, Landon Collins. Thank you. Sorry. Got got the other 21 on my mind, the other safety. Uh, Landon Collins was getting brought up uh, and put at the linebacker position, which is, it was working. And he actually made a play on the ball on a run play because he came right off the line too. And that's another thing is that, um, most uh, of the time, Collins is known to play off the edge, or at least he did when he was a little bit younger coming into the league um, and in his early years. So I don't know if you saw that too, that Wink was throwing out different packages, putting uh, guys like Collins, Smith. He also put someone else at the linebacker slot uh, that was a safety. Was it? Um, Pinnock. Or okay. Tony okay. Jefferson. Sorry. Yeah, Tony, me. Jefferson Tony Jefferson probably. Yeah, But yeah. That That's just one I wanted. You can take over on defense if you want. I have other people to talk about too.
1: Yeah, I, I would just say in terms of linebacking room, the big issue with our linebackers is they can't stop the run. Uh, Jalen Smith doesn't do it very well. Landon Collins is doing it uh, reasonably effectively. But I happen to remember, Josh, I'm not sure if you remember this guy, but um, there's a man, he was inactive yesterday um, or last night. He's a linebacker. I would say he's probably our best linebacker against the run. He's actually known to be pretty good against the run, was always really good against the run. Mr. Irrelevant, do you remember him? I think his last name was Crawford, if I remember. Do you Do you remember
0: that? Yeah, I, I do remember Mr. Tay Crowder, if that's your you're referencing.
1: Yes. I, I don't understand why the Giants are, you know, obviously he came out and kind of started complaining about how he wasn't playing. Maybe that got him in the doghouse, but... I'm thinking in these situations, obviously, Tate Crowder is not very good in pass, uh, you know, in, pa- in pass coverage. But in terms of you know run blocking on obvious run scenarios, I don't understand why you wouldn't bring him in. Uh, to be honest, I never thought he was uh, that bad and in- bad enough in pass coverage that he was a liability uh, in that way that you just can't have him on the field. Maybe something to think about uh, if the Giants struggles in defending the run continue. Um, but yeah, that linebacker position, I think, is going to be something that the Giants must um, look into uh, during the offseason free agency or draft or both. Um, and going back to the defense, another guy who I think just didn't get talked about last night, but had an excellent game, almost a Thibodeau-like game, Aziz Ojalari. man. He was getting pressure every snap, it felt like. Uh, he was just in the mixer, involved you know, getting his hands everywhere—that uh, sounds weird. Getting getting his hands everywhere, uh, you know, in Heineke's face. It just felt like he was really, really dominant, uh, along with Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams on the inside. Uh, and that pass rush—I already uh, started talking and gushing about it earlier. But that pass rush, man, it was it was beautiful thing to see. But I, I would talk, I guess, on the back end. You know Julian Love was all right. You know Jason Pinnock had a Pinnock. However, I can't say his name. However, you want to say it, had a Pinnock. You Pinnock had a great game except for one play, uh, a deep shot to Jahan Dotson where he just got mossed. Um, and that that you know, was pretty much,
0: Nick McLeod, I think.
1: No, that was Jason Pinnock. 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 Uh, Pinnock. Hundred percent sure it was Pinnock. Are you sure? I. Okay, I do believe it was Jason Pinnock, number twenty-seven, um, and I, you know, besides that play, Josh is going back to watch it now. He's trying to confirm. Um, but after besides that play, I thought he was shut down. He was great in coverage, uh, coming over from the back end to help out our safeties, or our corners, excuse me. He's a safety, um, and overall in pat in, in run blocking, all that kind of thing, uh, in the run game. I thought he was effective. He made some good tackles, and I thought he was really really good filling in. Uh, Tony Jefferson was good as well. Um, And then uh, in the cornerback room, Moreau didn't have a great game. Uh, Darnay Holmes didn't have a great game. And Nick McLeod certainly did not have a great game. Uh, Got beat for the touchdown. Dropped a critical interception. Could have been an interception. I'm catching that. Your grandmother's catching that. Your great grandfather's catching that. Anybody's catching that. Nick McLeod was not catching that, clearly. Um, And that was just awful from him. But yeah, just just not a, not not good from that guy. I know I shifted to the negative already for the for Nick McLeod, but in terms of the defense, besides that, uh, besides the cornerback position, I think everyone really played well. Uh, and you know, Jalen cornerbacks and Jalen Smith didn't have the greatest of games.
0: We can uh, we can I mean we could do that. We could shift to the negatives and go backwards to forwards, and uh, not backwards to forwards, but you know, go uh, front to back, like a snake back draft. To front. Yeah. Yes, thank, thank you. <laughs> Um, so what we did was we talked about, um, Nick McLeod already. I, and yeah, I mean the secondary, we know, we, we understand. I mean, if Xavier McKinney was there, could he probably have disrupted that pass with, you know, Dotson and could he have read it better? Probably. I mean, we'll never know. He wasn't out there on the field. He might not play again this season, uh, but we do know what happened. We do know we did have our other safety out there that was, you know, would be on our bench and not playing if it wasn't for Xavier McKinney being healthy. And he misread the ball. didn't make the play and turns out Dotson gets whatever it was, a 56 yard gain, something like that. So secondary is a problem. Uh, we knew this already, but it was one of the negatives in this one. Um, another negative for the New York Giants. And I look towards... Do you know who I'm going to look towards right now, Alex? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm actually confused where you're going with this. I'm going to look towards our defense. <laughs> and I'm going to look towards a dude with a number on his back that is a 3 and a 0. <laughs> 30? Who the hell's 30? Oh, Darnay Holmes. Darnay Holmes. See. Darnay Shocker. Holmes is a negative... Only because that man held the absolute shit out of whoever the hell he was guarding. Who Curtis was that? Samuel, yeah. Yeah, Curtis Samuel. Oh so my lucky. god. We are so lucky that that did not get called. You know, they're all making... We deserve it. We deserve it. Right? We're all making, you know, the the news and the media is all making comments that the refs paid this game because you had the one where uh, also Terry McLaurin was called for not being up on the line and he was told twice to get on the line and whatever. Blah, 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 blah. That call was very lucky. However, however, Kayvon Thibodeau got poked in the eye. It would have been illegal hands to the face. The penalties could have offset. So... Would have redone it, yeah. Yeah, you would have redone it anyway. So, I mean, if it's that big of a deal, fine. I understand the call. It's a valid call. Um, I understand we're also handsy in the end zone. But the, ol- the only other negative I have is just to... We have to let Darnay Holmes know. As so I'm sure he already knows from seeing sure, the clip he's and very all the aware. comments. Yeah, um, just make sure to tidy up and keep those hands off the shoulders. You know, we aren't going for the hug approach uh, when it comes to covering the wide receivers. But that was it. That was my only other negative. Because honestly, even though it was a low scoring game, the Giants' offense only scored 20 points. That's the offense that they, we've known them to be this season. I mean, that's with with uh, wide receivers that you all signed in free agency besides Darius Slayton, uh, it, is, it is what it is. And then our defense only allowing 12 points. Yes, at some points, Taylor Heineke going 17 for 29 for 250, looking like the man he was. It wasn't as bad, I think, as last time, uh, but this Giants defense uh, held their ground. I do give them credit. I think that um, if... If you know we want to win this wild card, if we want to make the wild card game but not only if we want to make it do we want to win it that's how the defense is going to have to play that's how Kayvon Thibodeau is going to have to play so if, Tavon, if Kayvon if Kevon can have a game like that in a wild card they could make it to the divisional heck like why not yeah why not with with Jackson and McKinney back
1: yes you need a shutdown defense and then Saquon Barkley is just gonna have to feast because you can't,
0: you know, you have got to, he's got to roam free. And honestly, that's not even too much to ask this season. I mean, like, th- there's a difference between you being like, listen, Daniel Jones has to be ten times better than he is. That's a lot to ask. Just asking to get two guys healthier and whatever it is, four weeks, the wild card game, coughing <laughs> uh, again. Um, in four weeks, having two guys healthy, that's very possible. Saquon Barkley having a good day running. That's happened at least a few times this season. Just a little bit, right? Being the number one voted Pro Bowl running back right now. Uh, and then Kayvon Thibodeau having a game. I think that's the biggest thing. That's like that's, a lar- that's the furthest thing to ask because this is, this is his first huge game for Thibodeau. He hasn't had a game like this. Yeah, he had that sack on the end zone when the Giants went to, to overtime and they ended in a tie. Yes, he's had tackles for loss. Yes, he's had pressures on the quarterback. Uh, but it's been Lamar the Lamar last- Jackson, strip fumble, to be fair. Yeah. Um, this is his biggest game though. And this is what we need to see, uh, repeatedly to call this guy, our first round fifth pick in the 2022 NFL draft. Okay. So we talked about the pass interference play, the final play of the game. I don't, I don't think I have anything else. Um, I mean, Graham Gano, we already shouted him out, but again, I mean, really winning this team football games once again, repeatedly, he's so dominant. Um, that guy is an absolute beast. I love the way he goes about his business. I know he had the one game where he was feeling ill and he had the one off the bar and then he missed another one. Ever since that moment he's come back and he's been the same Graham Gano we known and loved. Uh so I really I really love that and then I I really think we got everything, Alex.
1: Shout out to Richie James in the uh, punt return game. Had a couple of nice returns, yes. thirty two yards total returns. Shutting so, the yeah, haters no. up for the uh you know, fumbles. fumbles yeah, so just wanted to mention that for some special teams lovers who would get angry if I didn't.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good one, too. I mean, even the one where he, uh, all the commanders surrounded him as to think he would fair catch within his own 20. And then he just says, nope, I'm good. Takes it and runs a good 20 yards with it. So, yeah, pretty good job in the return game. Oh, final thing. Let's rate Brian Dables. What do we think of the GOATs? I absolutely it's hate please, the awful. Please, please, please do something. He looks like one of those, oh, my gosh. Like, like I'm not trying to be insulting, but it's like one of those Snapchat filters. <laughs> like, where you, like, it It gives you a goatee, you know what I mean? And it, like, puts yes, it on I your know. face. That's literally what it looks like fake. And he's trying to put it on his face as a joke. Like, I'm sorry, Brian Dable, but you, it literally looks like a Snapchat it's filter. Got, it, it's, it's gotta go. It's so bad. Go. Either give me the full beard or give me nothing I, or no facial hair. I was like, Who is that? Like that guy with the hood. He looked awful last night. I don't know that. (laughs) However, Joe Shane looked like Clark Kent from super, you know, Superman. Yes. That was cool. I like the glasses. The glasses look is pretty cool. He's like makes him look so much older though. I would say it makes him look older, but he looks like Clark Kent. He looks very professional. He's like, that's my GM Joe Shane. You know, Um, I like that. I like that. But yeah, get rid of the beard. That's all I got to say. Or no, keep the beard. Get rid of the goatee. Uh, he's got to grow it back now. But anyway, you, uh, we have. Such uh, think, a tragedy. Anyway, <laughs> Giants win, as I cough myself. Uh, Giants win 20 12. Again, one more step closer to the postseason. They have a game next week against a team that just set the NFL record for biggest comeback ever. Um, yeah. Against Jeff Saturday, to be fair. Uh,. We'll have to see how that one goes. But anyway, take this for the rest of the week. Live with this primetime victory on a Sunday night football matchup. Let's go. Giants don't win in primetime, though. No, they they don't win. They don't win. But Daniel Jones doesn't win in primetime. One and nine now. Let's go. I'll (laughs) I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. Um, Thank you so much for listening or watching this episode of the Giants Take Podcast. Hit that subscribe button down below. Uh, on YouTube, or just hit the subscribe button wherever it is on your screen if you're listening. Um, you can rate us five stars. Um, I think I said drop a thumbs up already, maybe. Um, for more places to listen, go to shippistudios.comslash the giant take. Social media platforms TikTok, Twitter, the giant take pod, Instagram, Facebook, the giant take podcast. Alex, Twitter, at Anorian23. I'm on Twitter, at Joshello29. Uh, all that's going to be in the description of our podcast notes, Alex this one out
1: thank you everyone for listening to today's episode huge win hopefully everyone had a great uh victory monday as we're recording it halfway through the day um and everyone have a great week uh, leading into the holiday break peace